Good afternoon, everybody. Welcome to the Sunday Social. I'm your host, Thomas III, and I'm here with Glenn Beaver and Don Ramos. Uh, Glenn is a community liaison for Kawatin Suicide Prevention Program, and Don is surveillance and intervention specialist for RISE, raising interest in suicide education from the Wichita tribe. How you guys doing today? Doing good. Doing real good. Glad to be here. All right, so uh, <clears throat> you guys both work in suicide prevention. Um, I know that there's there's a lot to that, and I know there's a lot of different programs uh, that you kind of get into when you're doing stuff in the in the schools. I know that uh, the Kiowa Teen Suicide Prevention, you guys do life skills and uh, QPR. Um, what what do you guys do in, in at Rise? The Rise program. We, we were Garrett Lee Smith uh, grantee, which is uh, Garrett, Lee T Garrett Lee Smith grantee. We're a, it's a five-year grant offered by SAMHSA. We're in our fourth year. Uh, one of my duties at, at the RISE program, which is called Affiliated Tribes RISE program, is uh, surveillance and intervention. And surveillance is, is pretty much collecting data on suicide ideation, crisis, crisis that deal with suicide suicide and I, I collect that data just to kind of get a snapshot of what the community is like in the Cattle County region uh, and use that to hopefully implement trainings and programs to help reduce those numbers and bring about awareness and reduce stigma associated with suicide. Now Glenn what a what does your job entitle pretty much? What, what do you do for the Kawatin suicide prevention on a kind of a daily basis? Well, as the uh, community liaison, I, I'm out in the community uh, just basically uh, bridging the gap between our, our program and some of the things that we do. One of our main uh, classes that we do is a life skills class. We work in the area schools, area school districts in, in and around Cattle County, uh, Comanche County. Uh, just educating the students, um, uh, talking about life, how to handle life situations, uh, how to handle uh, the challenges and the obstacles that, that come with uh, dealing with this, uh, this journey we're on that's called life. A lot of times it's hard uh, to deal with the letdown, the heartache, uh, the loss that we experience. And so my job <clears throat> on a daily basis is to go into the classroom and just really uh, instruct and, and help to teach our kids, uh, you know, give them those ideas and thoughts uh, through the American Indian Life Skills curriculum that we use on how to deal with our, our emotions, uh, our ability, our self-talk, which is our thoughts, our inner thoughts, how to work with others, how to deal with our anger emotions, ang anger uh, management, uh, setting goals for ourselves. We build our class on, on three foundation words, which is purpose, vision, and passion. And our belief is that everybody has a purpose, no matter where you come from, no matter the color of your skin, uh, how, matter how, many mo how much money your household had or how much money they didn't have. Uh, you have a purpose in life, but the cool part about that is that we get to decide what we, what we want to do. And I think sometimes the kids need to hear that. Uh, the, a lot of kids don't have a a goal or or feel like they have a purpose uh, based upon maybe the uh, the living situation they are in the life that they've they've grown up in 
So we want to let them know they have a purpose. Then we want to help them to envision that. And that's where vision comes in. You know, you got to see yourself doing that. You want to be a doctor, see yourself being a doctor. You want to be a coach, see yourself being that coach. Uh, Whatever you want to be, you know, envision that in your mind. Make it real. Make it real to yourself. Make it real to you. And then you got to have the passion that goes out there. That passion is your fuel that keeps you pushing no matter what what comes comes, uh, your way, you know, whatever obstacle that is. And so my job, you know, as a community liaison is to touch bases with our with our, our schools and our, our youth and just really help educate in, in dealing with uh, life situations and how to overcome that uh, sometimes that suicidal ideation that, that, that we all get. I mean, we, a lot of people have gone through that and dealt with that and thought, well, suicide is the only way. And so we want to be able to give uh, people the protective factors to, to overcome that. Now, you said something um, that kind of caught my ear, you know, talking about the education side of it. And we know in in Native American communities that suicide, along with pretty much every kind of uh, mental health issue, is still really taboo for us to talk about. It's a... um, it's still seen as a, a sign of weakness. You know, we have that we're, we're Indian men. We're supposed to be able to get through anything. And, um, you know, the main thing that, like you said, the education, I think it's, it's the most important part is just making it something that you can talk about, you know, being able to talk about your feelings and, um, and then as the rest of the, the community, understanding how to accept that information and how to how to uh you know not not tell them that uh, oh you're not feeling like that or you know quit talking like that or you know that kind of stuff you know I think that there's a lot that that people don't understand about suicide prevention so um can y'all tell me a little bit about some of the most important things that people just as a community whether whether they might be um somebody that may have been suicidal before or if it's just somebody in the community that that knows somebody that may have may try to reach out to them what are some of the most important things that that they should know about suicide prevention and then can you kind of talk about the whole idea of intervention and postvention too it's a good interesting point you brought out you know I just recently completed a um an ASSIST training, which stands for Applied Suicide Intervention Skills Training, which is uh, deals with intervention and learning how to have that conversation with somebody that may be contemplating on taking their life or, or dying by suicide and, and getting them comfortable with having that conversation. It, it, my belief is, is as long as we can build or empower the communities in which we live in to be okay with the topic of talking about suicide and letting people know that you're comfortable with talking about it and getting them help and referring them to help shows them that help is available to help get through these times. Uh, you know, that's my perspective on it. And, and from what I understand, my belief is, is most people are uncomfortable with talking about suicide. You know, uh, I was uncomfortable at one time talking about suicide, but being in the field, I've become more and more comfortable with talking about suicide, the intervention aspect of it. Glenn's been in the field for a long time, and 
one of the things I like about that is we collaborate together our programs and with other individuals that are in the field to build each other up and empower ourselves to have that conversation and share that, you know, to help reduce stigma associated with suicide. Uh, you know, so that when somebody is experiencing that, they can come to an individual that already knows something about it and knows how to get them the help that they need uh, and help get them to the referral source, you know, of individuals. And, you know, both of our programs have has a great resource list of providers that can get, get people the help that they rightfully deserve. And I think one of the things that comes into prevention, especially in our communities or Native communities that we grew up in, as Conkey said, Thomas, uh, you know, it was it's taboo. Yeah, it was we, don't, we don't talk about this. You know, it's, it's something that, you know, it's hushed. Uh, hey, don't be talking about that. You're going you're gonna, to you're gonna bring it on. You're going to bring it about you, you know, those mm-hmm. types of things. And, or even the, the, whole, the whole, well, hey, be a man. Man up. Man up. Yeah. Man up. You know, and, and you know, we, it's, it's almost, it's taught. It's taught behavior. It's taught, atti- taught attitudes. And that's part of what prevention is, is, is the ed- education of saying, hey, it's okay to talk about these types of things. Uh, it doesn't make you less of a man to be able to share your feelings and share your thoughts. Mm-hmm. It, doesn't, <clears throat> it doesn't mean you're, you're intruding or you're imposing on somebody's privacy by asking them, hey, are you okay? Are you good? And that's what that's what suicide prevention has come into. We want it, we want to teach people how to recognize recognize when something's going on because we've all seen it. A lot of times when we're teaching the rec- the, the warning signs, we'll, we'll have people say, "Hey, well, I've noticed those things. You know, I've noticed that they're 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 pulling back. They're getting reclusive. They don't do the things they used to do. They're not eating as much as they used to. They're sleeping all the time." Um, so when you tell people or you're t- or you're sharing these types of things, and, I, and a lot of times I'll. I'll, I'll I'll, I'll not use the word taught because I don't want to say that I'm teaching someone. I want to, I'm reminding, you know, because we already know these things. We already know how to help one another. You know, we've been doing it for generations, helping and loving on one another. So we already know how to do this. So we just remind that, you know, we, we, we need to take care of each other. And so when we're, we, we're sharing these, these, uh, these warning signs with people, uh, a lot of times they'll, they'll sit there and go, oh, okay, I've seen this. I've, I've saw this, you know, or, my my sister used to do that, or my cousin, or or I've noticed this in my child, or whatever that may be, and it really what it really does, I think, it is empowers them. It empowers them and lets them know it's okay, it's all right, and we can we can be the change uh, that brings about um, uh, the help of preventing these tragedies that we call suicide. We've seen it in our own area how how it affects people, and it's and it's hurtful. Uh, you feel for people, and you feel for the the ones that are that are lost, and so I think both uh, both of our programs, uh, uh, each and every one of us uh, that work within our programs, have a heart for it. Uh, we have a heart to help people out. We have a heart to help our communities out, and that's that's the prevention aspect about it. You know, it doesn't take it doesn't take a learned doctor to go out there and and to say, hey, yeah, are you, how are you doing today? Uh, or hey, we want we want to help you. Uh, learn about this topic, you know, in, in your community so you can help your, your children and your family members and your loved ones in your community. And you don't have to have, you know, Ivy League education to do that. There's very good training programs out there that teach or give knowledge of how, learning how to ask that question. 
in a non-judgmental way, you know, about suicide, you know, and that's the key there is to ask that question about suicide in a non-judgmental way. You know, QPR does that, assist does that, safe talk. I mean, there's there's quite a few programs out there that mental health first aid, mental health mm-hmm. first aid that yep. that give people the knowledge of learning how to to, to ask that question in a non-judgmental way. And that's one of the things that we do at Rise, and I'm sure Kiowa Teen Suicide does, is provides those type of trainings to the community and wherever is to get people okay with learning how to to ask that question, being comfortable with asking it. Uh, I think I think the main and like I said earlier, it's just empowering people. When people feel like they can make a change, make a difference, they jump into it, you know. And 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 a lot of times, what what we get especially when we're doing these trainings when we get with people who are who are afraid to to ask that question. I mean, think about it. Just going up to somebody and saying, "Hey, are you suicidal?" Well, that's hard for people to say. Mm-hmm. It's hard it's a hard question to ask. And so when you can empower someone to 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 do that, to say that, uh they feel uh feel stronger, they feel more confident in their abilities to help their loved one out. Now, you <clears throat> you talked about um how you guys both want you want to help and how, you know, the community is such a big part of why you do what you do. And I know there's, there's a lot of fields of work out there that, that any of us could be in that um, you could be making better money or, you know, whatever it is. But I always think it's, it takes a, a certain type of person to work in these type of fields. I, I liken um, the prevention field to um, like, working in in an industry like nursing or something where you know what you're doing is actually making a difference and um you you have to want to help people to actually do this kind of work and so you know I worked in prevention for a little while not nearly as long as as you guys did but um can you tell us a little bit about kind of how you got into this field of work or what um what kind of moved you to this as a as kind of a calling? Well, <clears throat> it's kind of it's kind of interesting story. Uh, before I became uh, a preventionist, I was a security guard, <laughs> and you know it was just one of those deals where, uh, for me, it was just um, being in, in in a situation to where I myself have a history of uh, suicidal ideation. And sharing that and talking with that with the uh, former director of our program, uh, you know, she knew my she knew a little bit of my history, and uh, she knew a little bit about my, um, uh, for lack of a better uh, word, is just uh, overcoming you know, overcoming those thoughts, overcoming uh, that that depression that I was in. And she was uh, establishing this program, and she said, you know, she mentioned it. She said, hey, I think you'd be great as a community liaison just by your knowledge and, and your experience. Uh, I had no formal training at all, and so um, it was just by almost kind of by chance. But <clears throat> as a security guard, you know, <laughs> there's only so much you can do. You know, I mean, yeah, you're there, you're 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 you feel like you're helping people out and you're doing what you need to do. You know, uh, but I knew I, I I knew I was born for something different. I knew I was I knew I wanted to do something there. I knew I wanted to help people out. And I remember telling my wife that like, hey. Uh, I'm not happy with my my job. I'm, I'm not happy with what I do. I mean, you know, I feel like I'm, I'm meant to do other things. I'm meant to help people out. And then, boom, this opportunity came. 
And uh, I put my application in and, and, and just um, was uh, fortunate enough to get the position. And uh, not really knowing anything about prevention. Um, only thing I knew really about suicide was uh, my experience as personal. And uh, um, from there, um, it was almost like, uh, you know, you just kind of thrown in the water, sink or swim, you know. And I knew I had to swim if I didn't want to drown. And uh, I just uh, really started studying up, uh, looking at statistics, uh, going to trainings like ASSIST that Don teaches and, and QPR. And, and, then, uh, just, and then just really get networking, getting to know people in the field. Um, going on almost nine years now, I've been in the field. And, uh, you know, it's just, um, like I said, it's something I meant to do. You know, you talked about, like a lot of times, you know, people look at, at doing jobs because you want to make money. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, of course, anybody, I mean, that's why anybody works is to, you want to support yourself, you know. Uh, but I mean, you'll go around and talk to anybody that's in prevention. You don't get into prevention to get rich because <laughs> that's not happening. Uh, most of us work on on grants anyway. Uh, so uh, for me, it was you know um, I went through my issues, um, overcame them, and I wanted to help others uh, go through you know overcome their issues and be able to teach people and and, and work with people in that way. And so that's how I, that's how I got into it. And um, you know of. Uh, the years have the years I've gotten better with, at it and uh, improved at it, uh, giving presentations, uh, learning more, making making uh, connections and and watching people and being mentored and, and now you know I'm I'm uh, almost nine years later I'm at where I'm at where you know I'm really confident in, in my abilities to to help people out and and really at a place where you know. When you do your best for people, um, you know that's something that you know. First of all, you, you do it for 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 the love of it. Uh, you don't do it for the pat on the back. You know, you do it for for that satisfaction of saying, "Hey, you know, I've done, I've done all I can do to help my community, help my people out today." All right, Donnie. That's hard to follow. <laughs> uh, I've been in the helping field for a long time. I. Um, I'm a person in recovery. I've been in recovery for over 20 years, and I've, my field has been drug and alcohol, um, working with Native population or all populations with drug and alcohol issues with individuals, and I, I found great relief in that, and I still do that, you know. And I was fortunate through my creator to, to end up where I'm at now, in working in the suicide field, uh, prevention field and awareness, you know, and I had great mentors, you know, and Glenn's one of my mentors, you know, he's been doing this stuff for nine years, and I remember him being in, the, you know, this field, and so I, it's great that I get to work with him now in collaboration. Learning uh, and learning about suicide and learning about the prevention and reducing the stigma and, and being comfortable, you know, the last you know, almost two years now that, uh, you know, they have empowered me. And I have, I've had people that I work with, my coworkers and, and, and everybody, and, you know, they've, they've empowered me. And uh, let me believe in myself in order to help people. And, and that's what it's about. It's about <laughs> helping people. I have a passion for helping people. Passion for helping youth. Uh Native communities, all communities, helping people, period. You know, I'm not in this field to get, make a lot of money. You know, uh, 
I'm in the field to help people and help find a different way of life and let them know that life is worth living. You know, we we have dreams of any possibility that you can think of to achieve, especially if you're young. And even if you're you're older, you know, you still have dreams and the possibilities to accomplish anything you want. Uh, you know, in helping each other and empowering. And, and that's the, the big word there. Glenn talks about it, is empowering individuals that they have a purpose in life. You know, I empower everybody that I come across that they have a purpose. I have a purpose. And uh, realizing and I'm helping them achieve that purpose and encourage them there and encouraging them to, to go for it. You know, uh, life is good. Uh, I hope that, you know, we continue and moving forward in, in whatever it is that we do. Because uh, I, I don't do this alone. I have great staff that I work with, great people that I network with, collaborate with, uh, my employers. You know, it, this isn't a single person uh, achievement. It, it takes it takes a whole team of people to, to get where we're wanting to go. And, and I think over time that we'll keep on reducing the stigma surrounding suicide and bring those rates down. You know, Oklahoma ranks second in the nation in, in suicide deaths. And that's disturbing. Yeah, and I, I think that collaboration is really key because um, both of you guys' programs from the Kiowas and the Wichita's, you know, you have a lot of overlapping area. And so, uh, you know, you talked about your program, your programs collaborating and how you two work together a lot. So I wanted to get um, get you guys to kind of explain to me about this uh, My Body, My Life and the Real Men programs. So can you tell us a little bit about um, what these programs are and then what, what the focus of them are and, and who they're aimed at and then kind of how you implement that? Well, I learned about the My Body, My Life uh, curriculum uh, from Don and uh, and his uh, former director, Justina Prairie Chief. And it was an uh, opportunity for us to, again, like we use that word a lot of times here already, that opportunity for us to collaborate and work together in, in uh, helping young ladies to see that it's their body, it's their life. So helping them to become aware of how they deserve to be treated. Be aware of the situations where you can sometimes find yourself in, in, in places to where you can be taken advantage of or, um, you know, can be victimized. And with My Body, My Life, we, we teach the young ladies, you know, the, you know, that aspect of it. There are three keys to awareness. You gotta be aware of yourself. You gotta be aware of others. And you got to be aware of your environment. And I think a lot of times we get comfortable. We all do. But especially, I think, young girls. And I think especially like what they have been to social media and things like that. Uh, we get comfortable because we're used to a routine. And I'll give you an example. And it's, it's tragic because it was here recently. But it was with a young girl in Iowa. Uh, she went for a run. Because <clears throat> that's what she was used to doing. She went for a run. And, you know. Um, unfortunately someone, uh, she was, she was killed. And what happened was, is that you hear, you hear the reports and you hear what had, what was going on. And, and people said, you know, that's what she usually did. You know, she went for a run, she walked the dog, she went for a run. Well, 
she had a routine down and, and you know, a man saw her and, and, and took advantage of that. And so what we want to educate girls with my body, my life is, you know, you know, be aware of type of things. Be aware of your surroundings. Be aware of, of those uh, who you're with. You deserve to be respected. You deserve to be treated right. And, and along with that, uh, we do a, uh, we're not self-defense instructors by no no stretch of the means, <laughs> but we teach the young ladies uh, a couple of techniques that we're, were taught to us on how to incapacitate your attacker enough to get away. Uh, we don't teach them to fight back. Uh, because uh, you know that's not a, that's not our training. That's not where we're, what we're here to do. But basically, we're an escape plan. Just an escape to get away. But it, I mean, the tr- the curriculum is is great. There's there's eight eight um, different uh, um, modules chapters uh, from from dating uh, to uh, date date rape, dating violence, uh, party uh, going to parties. You know, procedures and and. And having having uh, protocols for procedures, uh, one one that I really like <clears throat> was called Daddy Rules, and the Daddy Rules was really uh, <laughs> I thought it was funny, but also at the same time it, it was food for thought. So, you know, we all have daughters here, <laughs> and 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 we've all we've all dated before. And one of the things that that was brought out was like, okay, let, let's say you know a young girl wants a date, uh, she's for 15 years old, and she's then some 18-year-old, 19-year-old's interested in her. Now, first of all, we'd all be like, heck no, nah, forget <laughs> that. But, you know, unfortunately, in the society we live in, and nowadays dating's really pushed on, on, on our young kids and our teens. Let's say she's, okay, well, uh, this 18-year-old, 19-year-old boy is interested in you and wants to date you. Well, before you can date him, there's a four years difference in you. You got to date four years younger than you. So before you can date a 19 year old boy, you got to go date an 11 year old boy because you want that four. You know, there's a four year difference. Yeah. You know, so the daddy rules is like, okay, here's what you got to do. And then if you tell us someone like, oh no way, I'm not dating no 11 year old boy. Then what's the yeah. difference between you dating? And and I use this and I use this in one of my classes because right now what we're doing a uh, we're we're doing a dating violence class at, at, a, at Apache High School, and I used this one in classes, and they were like, "But it's different." I'm like, "How? How is it different from this 19 year old boy trying to date mm-hmm. you at 15 versus you trying to, you know?" Well, the maturity, well, still, but it's if you look at it, there's still an age difference. Now, as you get older, of course, 30, 40 years old, nobody thinks about ages, yeah. <laughs> nothing but a different. But here now, you know, as as being young, young, young kids, you know, there's a level of maturity that is great. It's the it's so different, you know. Two years can be a level of maturity. I remember going from elementary school to to middle school, and in that year, I mean, man, from from the time I was in elementary school, I never said a cuss word. No, and then, and then, you know. In a year's time, I knew all the cuss words in the book. Oh yeah, <laughs> you know, yeah. it was like a, like a maturity there. I mean, even though it wasn't wasn't good, yeah, there was a maturity there. You know, I started, you know, of, and I think a lot of times if kids don't see that, you know, that, yeah, you're you're looking at just well, it's just he's just four years different, older than me, but he's got four years more experience mm-hmm. and it's dating. A, it's a big jump, exactly. And I saw that the my body, my life. I think it's just wonderful, and I think it just gives you, uh, the girls. Uh, um, uh, something to think about, you know, and we we give it to them real. We're real with it, and all the stories, all the all the accounts and experiences in the in the in the uh, uh, the the book are uh, 
they're real, real life stories. We show videos of real life uh, 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 abductions and uh, real life stories of, of women who've been abducted and, and, and sexually assaulted. And it re it's a little eye opener. It's a real eye opener. Uh, on, so that's in my body, my life, and it was, uh, it was uh, developed by a uh, uh, Norman police officer, uh, uh, Robert Moore, and it's, uh, Bob Moore, and he's, uh, it's, it's great. It's great stuff. But there's also the real men uh, that, that we do. I'm going to let Don uh, talk a little bit about that. The real man teaches uh, the young males uh, proper etiquette to be around with young, young ladies, uh, you know, and, and to also protect themselves from being in situations that they sh shouldn't be putting themselves in into also, you know, especially with the, you know, the things that are being brought up in the medias nowadays with, you know, past sexual indiscretions that, you know, that you may, they may do or, or that has happened. So it, it brings, brings about awareness about that situation. And it also teaches, we also teach them that there's a module on uh, social media that we, we bring light to that uh, with the day's era with, with social media that uh, everything is so pre prevalent to be done with or with the, with the phones nowadays is to be mindful of uh, what you do with it because mm. it could come back on you. Mm. Uh, yep. And it also teaches, you know, the main thing is it teaches them the respect. You know, to respect the female, you know, and, and respect each other, and, you know, even, you know, the same, all the way around and respect people, you know, respect uh, each individual for their, you know, to be mindful of that. Uh, and it empowers them also. Uh, it's a it, great program. It was great training. Uh, a lot of good information. We don't teach the self-defense uh techniques to the best. Yeah. So. No, yeah, you, yeah, that's that's a no-no, you know. Yeah, you don't you, know, no. so, you definitely yeah, don't want to yeah. teach them but, uh, it, the same things that the girls know. All right, so uh real quick before we run out of time, can you guys tell uh the listeners how they can get a hold of each of your programs, like maybe if they wanted to get one of these, you know, my body, my life or real men maybe in the, into their school, how they could get a hold of you guys um to to figure that out. Uh, contact Donald.Ramos, WichitaTribe.com, or 405-247-8817 uh, is our staff or number to our, our program. Um, that's one way to connect, you know, through email or by phone. And uh, you can contact me. Uh, uh, it's uh, the Kawa Tribe, 580-654-6357. Or uh, my director, Phyllis Bohannon, at 580-654-6363. Uh, we're also, uh, you can even find us on email at uh, ktsp at kawatribe.org. And also on Facebook at KTSP Kawa Tribe. Uh, my email is gmbeaver at att.net. Uh, we'll, as we've stated before, we do we do of course the real men and the my body my life uh, for youth groups. Um, we've done softball teams. Uh, we also do the QPR. We've done that with uh, working with Don. We've done that for all of the IHS uh, lot and IHS staff. We can come. We go. have gone and in offices and and different programs and tribes with the QPR. 
and then Don does a great job. He's really doing the assist now, which is really intense suicide intervention training. Um, so, but yeah, anytime where well, we're just, like I said, uh, stated earlier, we're just here to help. We just want to help the communities out and just educate and teach on how we can prevent suicides. Well, we also have a Wichita and Affiliated Tribes website. You can go to our our web page there uh, off that site. And we also have a Facebook page uh, called RISE, Raising Interest in Suicide Education. We do, our program does assist training, safe talk training, QPR, My Body, My Life, and Real Men. We're doing an assist training uh, December the 10th and 11th. I believe I have 10 spots left open for that. Uh, if, the, if there's more interest, we will schedule another training. It's a two-day training. Uh, more information, check the Wichita Affiliated Tribes webpage. There's more information on that. Uh, we provide workforce development. I, I suggest it to anybody out there that comes in contact with, with anybody, uh, youth, adolescents, uh, any population. Uh, police officers. It's great training for police officers, clergy. Uh, we also do some postvention training for after an event also. Um, and that's one of the things that we do at the RISE program is we offer that type of training and we offer, you know, we, we offer all types of stuff like that and referrals to, to individuals that may be going through suicidal thoughts and ideation and stuff. All right. Well, Thank y'all for coming through. I want to thank, appreciate it. Thank, thank Glenn you. Beaver and Don Ramos again for uh, coming by and sharing some of this knowledge because I think there's a lot of people that um, don't understand really uh, a lot of this stuff. So. Yeah, definitely, definitely. And I would like to put a plug out there. Help is always available. You have the National Lifeline, Prevention Lifeline number is 1-800-273-8255 or 8255 or Seven or two two seven three talk. Yep. And yep. you have your crisis text line, which is seven four one seven four one. Yep.